Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first we want to give a, a shout out to our podcast partners. We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. These are two organizations that you really need to be a part of. So check out the Global Community of Women in High School Sports and We Coach. And now let's have a quick word from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all your sports, for all your events, or your Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their interactive touchscreen consoles and their library of templates. They're going to help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. Wall of Fame, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and you can schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. You've heard me say that we've got a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. Uh, we use it for home games. We use it for pep rallies. Uh, we also use it for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just outstanding. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to sell tickets for things like school dances, your school plays and concerts, even graduation. You can find it all at hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank our friends at Snap Mobile. Go to onsnap.com, that's onsnap.com, and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help athletic directors do their job better. Snap Race is their fundraising platform. Our coaches have used Snap Race to raise thousands and thousands of dollars. They even have a program where you can get your money before you actually start your fundraiser. Snap Store allows you to order custom spirit gear for everybody in your program. Snap Spend is their secure and transparent money management system. Snap Manage. Uh, will help you design an entire uh, website for your athletic program. And Snap Connect is their secure multilingual family engagement and communication platform. You can find it all at onsnap.com. That's onsnap.com. Check them out today. We want to thank Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors and coaches are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channel. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com and tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our podcast code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Create custom branded content for your school's social media channel. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Over 200,000 teams across the country use Huddle to help their teams play better. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school and our coaches just love the smart cameras the mobile apps 
Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Go to huddle.com and you're going to find tools to help your teams, your coaches, and your athletes improve. And Huddle provides a complete professional-grade solution for the challenges you face as an athletic director. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Go to huddle.com and join the 6 million users and find out how your school can become a Huddle school. That's huddle.com. We want to thank Final Forms for their support. Final Forms is the uh, official registration platform for the FIAAA state conference every year, and they're so easy to work with. Uh, they're the leader in forms and registration, but they are so much more than that. Final Forms can help your school with things like um, reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can help your coaches with things like attendance and communication. And for you as an athletic director, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. And we want to say thank you to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. At my schools, we use surveys for just about everything, uh, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, and even for parents. And the information that would come back was almost always very positive, and it'll be the same for you. But surveys also allow that squeaky wheel parent to vent sometimes. And often they'll share a small issue that you can address as an athletic director and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Today, we're going to Illinois, and our guest is Don Williamson. Don is the District Athletic Director for the Rockford Public School District. Uh, obviously, that's in Rockford, Illinois. Got a, a very, very uh, neat background in athletics. Uh, she was a college athletic director, uh, coach, um, you know, uh, Division One athlete. Uh, you know, she she's done it all. And now, as I said, she's the district AD in uh, Rockford, Illinois. Don Williamson, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Well, uh, you and I connected recently, and I thought you'd be a great guest for our listeners. So uh, uh, we're excited to have you here today. Um, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that bio, you know, where you were born, where you grew up, you know, high school, college, all that. Maybe take us up through the college years, and then we'll take okay. a quick break and talk more about your career. So uh, what's the Don Williamson story? Yes, so I am a Michigander originally, so I'm from Michigan, so everyone from Michigan, even though it's a podcast, every Michigander holds up their hand and shows where they are because the bottom half of Michigan is shaped like a mitten, so that's how you show everybody where you're from. So I'm from Lansing, Michigan, right in the middle of the palm of that mitten, um, played lots of sports, uh, sports were kind of everything with us, my dad was a collegiate athlete. He played football. Um, my brother was a collegiate athlete. He uh, ran track at Ole Miss. Um, so it was just kind of one of those things that, of course, I, I did sports. I did volleyball and cross country and track in high school and loved all of them. I would have loved 
to do track in college, but my brother, like I said, was a collegiate athlete and we are super competitive and he was really good and I didn't want to lose to him at anything. So I decided to focus on volleyball. Uh, so I went to University of Wisconsin in Madison and played volleyball and loved it, you know, fell in love with the sport, but really like fell in love with like the the behind the scenes stuff of coaching right. uh my college coach like even this was many years ago we're not going to talk about how many years ago it was but it was many many years ago and i haven't met a person who knows more about volleyball than he does he's actually now the volleyball coach at university of nebraska um and his just what was in his head in terms of coaching the sport, not just knowing the sport, but being able to get what was in his head out to other people uh, was just really, um, really awesome. Like he was the one, and if he ever heard this, like he would be like, what are you talking about? Because we, we, were, we had our times when, <laughs> when we butted heads, um, but he was, yeah, just a, kind of a volleyball genius. Uh, it really got me excited about being able to translate his excitement and my excitement about the sport over to other people. So well, I think that, I think oh, that's it. Oh, no. And again, I, I just, I love to hear those stories. And I think a lot of, you know, people that go into administration, you know, they had those experiences mm -hmm. as student athletes, you know, uh, butting heads with coaches. <laughs> um, Talk a little bit about the early career, you know, post-college. Uh, as, as I mentioned, you were a college AD for a number of years. You know, maybe talk about how that happened and then maybe a little bit about the transition to high school. Definitely. So right out of college, I got an internship at Princeton. And the internship was two halves. So one was administration and one was coaching. So I was the assistant coach for uh, men's and women's volleyball, but also I worked in our events department. So I, I got a chance to see kind of both sides of it. Um, in a million years, when I graduated from high school, I wouldn't have thought I was going to be a coach. But that first year of coaching, that, I, that was it. I was hooked. Like, I loved everything uh, about coaching. Like I loved the relationships you create with athletes. I loved the strategy involved, like just kind of all of that stuff and managing a team, right? That was like the, the thing for me was figuring out how to manage a team because, you know, co coaches know, like you can have super talented, a super talented group, but if they're not a team, then you're not going to be as successful as you could be. Um, so that part really excited me. Um, so anyway, coach for years, um, but I always thought like coming out of college, I thought I was going to be an administrator, like straight out of the gate. So that Princeton experience really changed the course um, of my career, um, just falling in love with coaching. Um, I do think that was probably great because I think it's hard to be an AD and not have coached. Um, I understand what coaches are going through and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. So you talked about the transition to high school. I think it's interesting. Um, I think this one was different because it was a bigger job, right? So this is like a, a organizational, um, putting together policies and procedures that are gonna last a lifetime. And if like anybody who knows me knows, like that's my thing. Like I, I love putting together structures and systems to make things make sense. Uh, so that's what this job is, is you know, putting those things together so that um, if I go out and get hit by a bus, <laughs> there's still gonna be things that happen. Like there's still gonna be coach education. There's still gonna be um, you know, a strong feeder system into our high schools. So that sort of thing was really, really exciting to me. Um, and you know, coaches impact students in a really tangible way. And I was like, what if I get a chance to impact more students, <laughs> you know? So this was like super exciting because we're a decent sized district of about 28,000. So to be able to impact that many folks is, is really exciting. Now, um, I, I think you told me that you've only been on this current job uh, for, you know, maybe, you know, this year, a few months. So. Uh, mm -hmm. What are some, um, you know, what have been what have been some exciting changes, or maybe some something that surprised you? Uh, you know, how's it been? 
It's been awesome. So yeah, I started in April um, and immediately, cause it was, you know, towards the end of the school year, just wanted to start meeting people and getting out, talking right. to as many people as I could. Um, and one of the big things um, I learned was that middle school was where it's at. Cause we've got athletics at elementary, middle and high school, of course here. Our high schools have full-time ADs, middle schools have part-time uh, ADs and our elementary have no athletic professionals in them. Um, but that was kind of what I'm hearing from everyone is kind of middle school is really what needs help. So that was one of our big changes. We took it from being super decentralized in our eight middle schools to it's now in our, it's run from our office and right. we're creating everything, creating our schedules and working with uh, officials assigners and kind of doing everything in house um, to manage that a little better. Um, and hopefully just to, like I said, create some systems um, that everyone knows what we're doing. Everybody knows how things are doing. Everyone knows what's expected of their coaches. Just kind of all of that stuff <laughs> is coming from our office now. Um, so that's probably the biggest change um, that we've done. And I say the surprising thing. So I go out and meet with all of our high school varsity coaches. So I just kind of go out go to a practice, chat with them. If they want me to talk to the team, I'll talk to the team. If they want just to chat with me, because they have someone from downtown here. So it's everybody. Um, it's, you know, it's of course football and basketball, but it's also bowling and wrestling and swimming. You know, it's all of our coaches. Um, and I would say that's been super exciting because I don't know every sport culture. I know a lot of sports, but I would say like, for example, I went to a bowling practice. I've never gone to a bowling practice before. Uh, so that was interesting, you know, just learning about different sport cultures and why they do certain things and how they do certain things and just hearing people be super excited and passionate about their sport, even though I don't really know that much about it. Like that's what it's about is like getting these kids out there doing stuff that they're really excited about and them having like a significant adult in their lives. That's also super excited about it. Well, your, uh, your enthusiasm is very contagious. You almost, <laughs> almost make me want to come out of retirement. But uh, <laughs> We're going to hear some more uh, again for our listeners. Our guest today is Dawn Williamson. She's the district athletic director for the Rockford public school system in Illinois. We're going to take our first break, but we'll be back. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Hometown is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. And if you go to hometownticketing.com, they're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, your school plays and concerts, even graduation. You can find it all at hometownticketing.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to onsnap.com. That's onsnap.com and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. Snap Raise is their fundraising platform. Our coaches have used Snap Raise with great success, and you can too. There's even an option where you can get your money before you actually do your fundraiser. Snap Spend is their secure money management platform. Snap Store allows you to order custom spirit gear for your program. Snap Connect is their secure multilingual family engagement platform. And Snap Manage will help you design an entire website for your school. You can find it all at onsnap.com. That's onsnap.com. Check them out today. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Once again, our guest is Dawn Williamson. She's the District Athletic Director for the Rockford Public Schools. Dawn, um, when we were getting to know you a little bit, you mentioned one of your volleyball coaches and, and the impact that he had. Um, 
we also we, we like to give our guests a chance to share about the mentors. So if you want to share a little bit more about uh, that coach, that's great. But who are some of the people that have helped you along the way? You know that none of us get to where we're at on our own. So uh, who are some of the people that have helped you? Yes. So since I listened to this podcast, I knew this was coming. So I had a time to think about it. So I really, I put some thought into this one. Um, so my dad, for sure. Um, and my dad, because he was tough and he was tough on, I have a one brother and myself. He was tough on both of us. So to be good at sports, I think you have to figure out how to be mentally tough. And I think my dad provided me opportunities for that at a young age, uh, which was really good. Um, I had a high school volleyball coach who was awesome. So I went to a very large high school um, where I was the only black person who went to this school and it was difficult. And he was awesome, like he showed me um, how to be empathetic as a coach. Like he didn't necessarily understand what I was going through, but he knew I was going through stuff, right? So he would always check in and make sure that, I think that was one of my strengths um, as a coach and probably even now um, in this role is uh, empathy for others, checking in with others and just kind of making sure um, things are good enough so they can keep doing whatever we need to be doing every day. Um, that was Mr. Bovine. I'm not going to forget him ever. And again, that was a while ago, but I haven't forgotten um, my high school volleyball coach. Um, and then, so this one isn't, it's going to seem weird um, because it was a former athlete of mine and she was super impactful on my career because she wrote me a letter that basically ripped me from the top of my head down to the bottom of my feet that I didn't do anything right. I didn't even breathe right. Like there was nothing that I did correctly, but it was a super important point in my career. I was pretty young at that point. So I was able to look at the things that she said and say, okay, some of this stuff, you know what, she's right. Like I can make some adjustments to how you know, I am with a team, how I coach the team, but some of them, I was like, you know what, this is just kind of who I am, you know, and this is a fundamental to who I am. That's part is not going to change. Like, you know what I mean? So it was really a good point in my career. And I think a lot of young coaches have this point where they're trying to be a lot of things to a lot of people. Um, and that one was a really like focusing point for my coaching career to say like, who am I as a coach? Like what things are flexible and what things are like, this is just how it is. So, you know, so it was a really good um, thing for me uh, as a coach and as a professional to, to decide what kind of my non-negotiables were as a person. Right. Um, and then the last one is going to be one of my old athletic directors. Um, she's, she's now at Whitman College, um, Kim Chandler. She was a person who I learned. She was great work in a room. You know what I mean? Like she's the one who at the basketball game, you see her up and down the bleachers, sitting down talking to this person and shaking this person's hand. And she was just really, really, you know, she's talking to the athletes before they play. Like she's just really, really good with people. Um, and people, I think, you know, felt good about her. She's one of the people who talked to me you know, when you're an AD, like making sure you're part of different community groups that, where you're living so that you're invested in the community. Go talk to your local Boys and Girls Club or the Kiwanis or, you know, whatever it is, like invest in your community, advocate for your athletes, advocate for your program and all that stuff. So she was really, really good with that. Um, so I, I would say those are my four uh, that I'll go with. You can give more if you want to. But again, <laughs> uh, again, our regular listeners, they hear me say this all the time. I just really love to hear the stories that when people sharing about the mentors and, and what they meant uh, to them. Uh, Don, as, as we mentioned, you, you spent a lot of time at the college level. You know, you're just now, uh, you know, nine months you know, into uh, high school. <laughs> Um, have you had a chance to, you know, find out anything about, let's say, your state association or even the NIAAA? You know, where are you at uh, in your journey as a high school athletic director regarding the associations? Yes. So I am what I would call a professional development dork. So I love it. 
So like literally this was the first thing I did when I got the job was research professional organizations. Um, so I'm a part of our um, state association, IADA, the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. Um, they've got a partnership where your membership um, for the state uh, also gives you membership into the NIAAA. Um, so I am a member of both organizations. I've taken all the classes for CAA. I just need to get my couple years in at the high school level because the collegiate years that I have don't count. So <laughs> I've got to get the scholastic time in. Um, but yeah, so the goal is to get my CMAA and keep taking lots of classes because I love taking classes. <laughs> so um, I'm excited. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Mm -hmm. um, you've taken the courses. Uh, which course really sticks out for you, uh, mm -hmm. if you can, to choose you know, one course so far? I'm going to do two, so I'm already breaking your rule. So I love the legal class um, because I think it freaks you out just enough to make sure that you do everything the right way. Um, so that one was really good. Um, and I'm also planning on getting my middle school certification. And I love, uh, I think I took 701. Um, I like the middle school class. Like it's just a different mentality. I love the kind of the background they give in terms of working with that age level of student and how it's different. Um, because I think that's information that I need to make sure that I translate out to our middle school athletic directors and our middle school coaches. Okay. Now, did, did you take the 701 in uh, a webinar uh, yes. environment? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, I teach 701 at the national mm -hmm. conference. Uh, mm -hmm. I teach 700 in the webinar. So oh, well, maybe it was 700 because you were on my webinar. So maybe it was 700. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah, I, I, I was hoping you were going to say like... that, you know, what an impressive faculty you had for the 700 <laughs> class. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. All right. Once again, our um, guest today is Dawn Williamson, and she's the district athletic director for the Rockford Public School System. We're going to take another break. I know for our regular listeners, that's a shock, but uh, we will be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support. You've heard me mention that we have a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. Uh, of course, we use it for home games, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and the customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo to see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards or your school's Hall of Fame, Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles and their library of templates, which are going to help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone. Our guest today is Dawn Williamson. She's the district athletic director for Rockford Public Schools in Illinois. Dawn, this is um, an opportunity where you get to brag a little bit about your program. So, uh, again, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, one of the things we try to do is share best practices. So what are some things that, you've seen at Rockford that you would consider a best practice? What's the best practice that you might even be planning to bring to Rockford? All right. So like I said, we're a decently sized district. So we've got four high schools, um, eight middle schools that participate in our athletics. We've got one uh, that doesn't um, and about 20-ish uh, elementary schools. So I don't want to highlight one school because I represent the district. <laughs> Um, but I will say our, our people are awesome. That's one of the things, like I said, when I went out 
to all the buildings when I first started, it was late in the school year, just trying to get out to meet people, meeting all the high school ADs and principals and middle school ADs and principals, and just really seeing everyone's commitment to the students, just really awesome. Um, I feel like I always, whenever I talk to people, I'm always kind of championing athletics and how it's part of the student experience, it's part of whatever they're trying to accomplish in the classroom, can be supported, you know, on our athletic fields and gyms and all that good stuff. Um, so that's one of the things that we're always doing, like as a department. So I think our people are awesome. Uh, but I would say for those, if there's people out there who are going to be a district athletic director, I would say best practices for that role, um, be an advocate uh, for your people. So an advocate for sports and how it is supportive of academic missions, being a supporter and advocate for your ADs and making sure that whatever they need, right? Is it coach education? Is it professional development? You know, whatever it is, right? You gotta make sure that you're kind of out there making sure that people know who you are. I'm sure every district is the same where it's kind of like, what do those people downtown do anyway? So you wanna make sure that you are in the school buildings, um, showing your face and making sure people see you at things and chatting with students and everyone. Um, I would say another great thing for a district AD is community involvement. Like I said, you've gotta be that advocate uh, for your district. Um, there's always, I feel like there's always going to be like negative stuff said about school districts. So to be that person who is bringing positive stories to light, because every school district has them. And I know that our school district has lots of them, you know, whether it's the Fred Van Bleets of the world who go off to the NBA, who came out of our school district, um, or, you know, students who are able to go to college when maybe they never thought that they would, but through athletics, you know, they were connected to an opportunity um, to get a college education, um, all that stuff, right? So, and I would say for an AD probably in general, but certainly a district AD is have your elevator pitch ready, like what it is you do, why is it important? And if someone ever says, is there anything you need? The answer is always yes. How can you help? Let me tell you how you can help. <laughs> um, whether it's time or resources, um, always have an answer um, for that question. So I would say those are best practices for district dating. Oh, you probably saw me uh, scribbling those ideas down there. <laughs> um, uh, again, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I know you, you've only been there nine months. Can you share something that, you know, when you came in, you know, you kind of looked at this and maybe it was at one school. I, I don't want you to name the school, of course, uh -huh. or, or just um, maybe it was working with a board member or just uh -huh. something. Can you share a challenge that uh -huh. you kind of had to deal with right away? And hopefully, how did that turn out in a positive way? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, there have been some some things, like I said, that we had to change. So I'll stick with, I mentioned it at the beginning, um, middle school. We've got eight middle schools. Um, so it's a lot, right? And all, our middle school has, our athletics has a full slate, basically the same thing that our high school does, minus bowling, baseball, and softball. Otherwise, they're doing everything that happens at the high school level, um, which is a lot for a part-time professional. So as people are listening to this, these are part-time <laughs> athletic directors who are running a full slate um, of athletics. So I think that was, to me, a red flag. Like we're asking too much of people and to also expect them to be successful at it. So what we did, like I said, I, I moved the, there was a lead AD in the schools. So we changed the model. Uh, and moved it to the to the woman who uh, works in the department with me. Uh, she's now in charge of our middle school athletics. So she does our scheduling, working with our officials assigners. If there's any issues, she meets with the ADs on a regular basis. Like the, all of that stuff 
for you know for our athletic director middle school athletic directors who maybe are struggling we use arbiter like what was my login you know it's just kind of all of that stuff um we've moved it to our office hoping to offset some of the administrative duties that they had so they can focus more on filling up teams hiring good coaches um, and all the other stuff right that we're trying to get them to do the growth sports at middle school so they weren't worried more about the administrative stuff we're, we've taken that on as an office you know, again, having uh, started my career uh, at the middle school level, it certainly, uh, you know, has a, a a dear place in my heart. And as a private school AD for most of my career, you know, we had middle school right on campus. So you're absolutely right. They need that attention. You know, the kids, the coaches, uh, if you have a separate middle school AD, they need time to do that job. So good for you, uh, you know, creating that. And uh, I think it'd be very interesting to look back a year from now mm -hmm. to see you know, the, the, the change and the growth and all the things that are going to take place under your leadership. Very cool. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. Of course. Thanks for letting me put you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> uh, once again, for our listeners, our guest today is Dawn Williamson. She's the district athletic director for the Rockford public school system. We're, we're going to take another break, but we'll be back. This is the educational AD podcast. We also want to thank Gipper for their support of the podcast. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors and coaches are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channel. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy. Even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast and use our podcast code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. That's Gipper.com create custom branded content for your school's social media channels. We also want to thank Huddle. Go to Huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports, and you can join the 200,000 teams across the country that use Huddle to help their athletes play better. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school, and our coaches just love the Smart cameras, the mobile apps, of course they love the analytics, but there's so much more. At huddle.com, you're going to find tools to help your teams, your coaches, and your athletes play at their very best. And they're going to provide a complete professional-grade solution for the challenges that you and your coaches have to deal with. Go to huddle.com, and you're going to see why we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a huddle school. Welcome back, everyone. Don, one of the topics that we've asked our ADs pretty much since the start of the podcast um, has to do with this idea of toughness. Um, and a uh, hundred years ago, when I was in high school, uh, our coaches would say things like, you know, come on, you got to be tough or come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. And we kind of knew what they meant and we did it. Um, in the many years since then, uh, I think we've learned much better ways to communicate with our kids. Um, but I still feel that toughness is an important aspect of sports and for life. So here's my question. How can an AD or a coach help a kid to develop toughness while also being aware of the very real challenges that a Generation Z kid experiences that I never had to go through back in the day. Uh, do you have any advice for us? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a believer that sports is like this practice ground for all the stuff that our students are going to deal with for their whole life. Like it, it teaches them whatever skills uh, that they're going to need. And toughness is one of them. And to me, one of the things that I always, when I coached, and it's been ah, four or five years since I've coached now, but to me, that was bringing effort and energy every single day. And I know that sounds like when, when I would say it to the team, they would look at me and they would nod. And they're like, that's going to be easy. I'm like, no, this is literally the hardest thing I'm asking you to do that. <laughs> When you've got to stay up all night studying because you didn't plan well with your time, I still need you to bring your effort and energy every single day. 
your boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with you, I still need you to bring your effort and energy. You're just not feeling great. I still need you to bring your effort and energy every single day. Uh, and to me, that's tough because it's being able to push through the things that happen to you. Now that's, of course, like you were saying, it's not saying that things don't happen in our lives that we don't need help with. And that goes back to um, my high school coach who I thought just had such great empathy for people. So of course you have empathy. Of course you're, you're checking in with your people, whether you're an AD and checking in with your coaches or your coach checking in with your athletes and making sure that they're good. You know, they're feeling good. Um, they don't need any particular help um, with anything that's really big and heavy in their life. Um, but beyond that, being able to, to push through, I think is a life skill. Um, I think that I've still got to come to work. Most of us still have to go to work, even if we're not feeling awesome. Um, again, not if you've got some sort of really, really major mental issue or something like that. But I think that uh, to me, that's the thing um, that they get a chance to, to do. So there was a day I went to like I said, I go and talk to the, the team. So I went to talk to one of our girls swim teams and it actually turned out that they won uh, our conference turn or our conference meets, um, not because I went to talk to them because they have great coaching, but that was one of the things I talked to them about because it was like six o'clock in the morning because it's swimming. So that's what they do. So I went to their practice and the coach asked me to talk to them. And I said, you're doing something that no one, like most of your friends are still asleep. And you're doing a hard thing, like you're choosing to do a hard thing and you're getting practice at doing a hard thing. And because you're choosing to do this hard thing and getting practice at it, when an unexpected hard thing happens, you're prepared. Like you, you have a toolbox within yourself to deal with hard things that happen in your life. Um, and I think that's a, just an amazing thing that sports gives to its participants is this ability to cope with life. Not that there aren't big things in our lives that we need help with, um, but to be able to navigate uh, the world and, and have faith in yourself that you can get through uh, hard things that happen in your life. So I think being tough, like I said, just means bringing yourself that effort and energy that's required for your sport, whatever that looks like every single day. Uh, I appreciate you working the uh, the word toolbox into your answer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and and more importantly than that, you know, I love how you talked about you know explaining. You know, well, this is what we mean by tough. And at the same time, you know, we you know we know what toughness is, mm -hmm. but you you still have empathy. You know, you still have that connection, that relationship with the student right. athlete, uh, so that they can they understand where you're coming from as a leader, as a coach. Uh, and, and can respond accordingly. Great stuff. Uh, I love it. Okay. Uh, I want to play on one of your teams. Okay. <laughs> for our listeners, our guest again is Don Williamson, the district athletic director for the Rockford public school system in Rockford, Illinois. We're going to take another break, but we're almost done. Please stay with us. This is the educational AD podcast. We want to say thanks to final forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the official registration platform for the FIAAA's state conference every year, but there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your community and your stakeholders uh, with things like mobile accessibility. They have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can help your coaches with things like attendance and communication, and for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. Welcome back uh, again. Our guest is Don Williamson from Rockford Public Schools. Don, you and I were talking a little bit during the break and you shared um, a topic that you really have a passion for. Uh, can you share that with our listeners? Yes, and it's coach development. I think that, you know, I coach for 
a long time. And like I said, I was such a, a nerd about it. Like I loved learning everything. I I would I was that coach who would just go plop down in someone's office like another coach and ask a question and you know figure out how I could use what they're doing, even if it's some other sport. Um, like one of the a couple of really great things that I incorporated into my repertoire as a coach, I got from basketball coaches, like how I went through game film with my team. I got from a coach, a basketball, a men's basketball coach, my very first year of coaching, which was a long time ago. Uh, but it was great. Like, it was just one of those things that I thought, wow, like this is amazing. So I think um, developing coaches from the AD level, like if any of our high school ladies listen to this, this is going to be a preface into something that we're going to be talking about is how do we develop our coaches um, so that, of course, we're student first, you know, we're teaching in a way, and I, I'm sure a lot of ADs have heard this, is that it used to be that coaches came from the PE realm, like I was a PE teacher back in the day, and you kind of learn how to teach a skill. Um, we've gotten away from that. Um, so sometimes folks aren't exactly sure even how to teach skills um, in an age appropriate way. Um, and just kind of a normal, like how do you put together a practice plan thing? So I would say just kind of foundational coach development. And then like beyond that, like how do we teach our, um, now we've got our seasoned coaches who understand what they're doing. Like how do we keep them excited about their sport? Cause I think learning new things um, about how to work with our students and how to teach a certain thing um, keeps veteran coaches excited. So I think um, developing our coaches, keeping them excited about the thing that they're doing, reminding them why we're doing this. Um, it's because the kids are awesome and they're learning all these great skills from the sport. Um, so yeah, to me, that's the biggest thing. Like when I coached, I kept a, a coaching blog. It was maybe 10 years. I just talked about concepts of coaching. Like I, I love coaching. Like I think it's such an impactful profession. And I think our coaches have such influence and importance in young people's lives. And it's such a great profession and career to be a part of um, that I just want to make sure they feel like they got everything they need um, to be able to work with an athlete who's never done their sport before. How do you train that athlete to that athlete who's going to be D go division one and be an amazing athlete? Like dealing with those two different students is going to be different, you know, or a student who has a lot going on in their life and, and maybe walking into your practice um, with a lot of trauma. Like how do you work with that student? So they're mm -hmm. still able to experience sports and get all the things that we want from them. So anyway, coach development is the thing. Like I, I think coaches are super important and impactful and have uh, just a really outsized importance in a student's life. Wow. Again, you're getting me all fired up. Uh, I want to come to Rockford and, uh, and be a coach. Um, what, um, uh, and again, I'm putting you on the spot here. Um, you know, what, uh, what are some of the things that you have planned for your coach development, your coach education uh, program that you can share? Mm -hmm. uh, anything uh, right now that's, uh, you know, you, you can share with our listeners? So it's going to be, I would say, twofold. So um, centered again on middle school. So in our heads here, we're thinking if we could have, like if you picture, I always say this big funnel, right? We want the funnel at middle school to be as big as possible. So as many students as possible participating um, in sports at the middle school level, because we know it just naturally whittles down. Like people are going to opt out. They're going to realize they're maybe not good enough to move up to the next level, like whatever it is. Um, so we want to make sure um, that we're keeping the experience at the young level, <laughs> you know, as um, inclusive as possible, right? So inclusive means maybe if, if at all possible, not making cuts. I know it's not always possible. Um, sometimes there's just not enough coaches to manage the students that you have who are coming out. 
but as much as possible, keeping as many students involved as possible, um, helping those coaches, especially of the younger kids, understand um, how to work with those students. Um, I always tell this story of there was a young lady when I was a high school varsity coach. I also worked with our middle school because I was at a private school. Um, so when they did tryouts, I remember she left in the summer at the end of the school year looking like a sixth grader. She came back looking like a grown woman. So I was like, she had this whole new body that she was dealing with. Um, so just making sure that coaches understand that. Like for this tryout, this poor girl doesn't know what to do with this new body of hers. So we're not gonna cut her because she's gotta figure things out. We're gonna keep her, we're gonna keep training her, let her figure things out. And I know it's the same thing with boys, they shoot up you know, real tall and all of a sudden they don't know how to move or they're tripping over their big feet. It's all sorts of things that happen. Um, so just helping coaches understand develop me, developmentally where students are um, is super, super important. So we're gonna put together um, kind of a little coach education kind of, and also kind of an AD education thing where even when we hire coaches that we're talking to them about what our goals are um, for middle school athletics. Um, of course, winning is awesome. Everybody likes to win, um, but really it's developing a student. So what, how does that student walk in with you and how to, when you're finished with your season, is that student a lot better than they were when they started? Um, to me, that's awesome. Did they have a great experience and do they wanna come back again? To me, that's awesome. Cause like I said, we wanna have a really, really big funnel so that our we have a lot of students to choose from as they kind of naturally whittle down as they move up into high school. Um, and I think that's an area of growth um, for our district is to really think about how do we keep students involved and engaged? Um, also, like I said, this is a two-parter working with our uh, PE dean. So like I said, I'm an old PE coach and uh, our PE teacher. And I think that if we could, I used the, some of your people probably will know the sport education model. It was great. Like I love teaching this curriculum. Um, it, not only teaches the students about the sport, but it's all kind of little aspects of it. Like you could have people who are your team captains or your statisticians, or maybe they're gonna be the announcers for, you know, they, they're all these kind of different roles um, that exist within this PE model. Um, and it gives us another opportunity to introduce sport to students um, at that young age. So that when they see a flyer hanging up on the wall that says, you should try out for swimming. They can say, oh yeah, I did swimming in PE class and I kind of liked it. Or the, or the PE teacher told me I was good at track so I should go out for track when I see the little sign hanging up um, in, the, in the school. So I think just working a with a little more concerted effort with our PE um, departments in our middle schools to introduce sports there and then work on coach development. Um, for our current coaches who are working with that age group, uh, I think will be huge. And then for high school, that's gonna be more of a, I want them coming down and working with those middle school coaches too, and making it feel like more of a continuum of one program rather than kind of a middle school program and then a whole different thing that they're doing when they get to high school. No, and again, that's a great point. It's something that we really, tried to focus on uh, at our combined schools, you know, middle mm -hmm. school, high school is smaller, but we had our head coaches. They were the director of their programs uh, all the way down. And yep. it, the middle school wasn't necessarily doing the exact same thing, but they tried to use similar terminology. They yep. talked about similar expectations and, and all of that stuff. So mm -hmm. very cool. Well, I'm excited to yes. see what, uh, what it's going to look like uh, uh, in a year uh, under your influence. Okay. Don, this has been really cool, you know, spending some time yeah. with you and, and connecting, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. So we're going to take our final break and hear from Athletic Surveys, who sponsor this segment. And when we come back, we're going to find out what Don Williamson is going to put into her new athletic director toolbox. So please stay with us. This is the Educational Lady Podcast. We want to say thank you to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of our podcast. 
Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. At my schools, we use surveys for just about everything, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, and for parents. And the information that would come back was almost always positive. And it'll be the same for you. But surveys also allow that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit. And sometimes they're going to share a small issue that you can address and keep it from turning into a big issue uh, because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. Go to athleticsurveys.com or you can send them an email at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting with Don Williams, a longtime college athletic director, tremendous background in athletics. She's no rookie to this profession. Uh, but right now I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let her put three things in the toolbox. Don Williamson, what three items are going to go into your athletic director toolbox? Yeah, so I was excited about this one because, like I said, I listened to this podcast. I was I was prepared. <laughs> so, uh, well, I am a new AD um, to the school district and to this level, right? So most of my experience has been at the collegiate level. So I would say my three things. The first is grace. So grace for yourself and for others. Um, in terms of ourselves as new ADs, to not to feel, don't feel like you know everything. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, you might make a mistake, that's all right. Just don't keep making the same mistake over and over again. Um, and, and for others, right? You know, I've got these ideas in my head that I'm like, this is what we're doing in this district and let's do it right now. So, but uh, I've also got to make sure I get everybody on board with me so that uh, everybody's rowing in the same direction. So grace, right? Just be patient with yourself and with others. Um, I would say curiosity. To me, I am a question asker. Like I love hearing people talk about their sport. Like if I go talk to a coach, like I love it. Like I love hearing um, their philosophy about how they approach their team. I love talking to the different ADs and and hearing what ideas, like when they get excited about talking about things that they wanna do in their building, um, whether it's putting up cool graphics so that you know, the students and coaches can feel a lot of pride in their school, um, or they wanna bring some speaker in for you know, some development for their, um, their coaches. So I think just being curious about what's going on. Uh, like I said, we're a big district, so it's impossible for me to just know it. If I don't ask, I probably won't know. <laughs> so I've just got to get out there and, and talk to folks. And I would say the last thing, it's this old like Stephen Covey from like way back in the day, the uh, Highly Effective People book, you know, and it's keeping the main thing the main thing. And it's, it's so easy to get caught up in all sorts of things. Athletics is big and you just kind of get busy, whether it's just in the day-to-day -day of setting up events or whatever, just like going from thing to thing. But the idea is like, we're in it for the kids. And we, we all believe that sports and their participation in sports is gonna make them awesome people um, in their future. So I think that's the thing. So I know sometimes, Folks get frustrated by maybe administrative stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't want to have to fill out this thing, or I got all these emails. Um, but one of the things I told our middle school ADs was we, when we were young, the reason we were all able to participate is because there was a room just like this. There was a room full of ADs who sat down and figured out schedules and made it work so that we were able to participate. Now we get a chance to be those people. Like we're giving these young people opportunities to play a sport, which I think is amazing. Um, so I think just keeping that the main thing is we're all here trying to make these kids um, 
understand like this is it's bigger than just bouncing a ball or (laughs) you're you're gonna you're gonna be better because of this wow uh i i really love that keep the main thing the main thing uh very very cool stuff Don, uh, we sh- were supposed to do this a couple of segments ago, so shame Uh-oh. on me uh, for not doing it. But if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, and listeners, it sounds like you got a great resource here. What's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Yep, of course, email. Everybody, you know, everybody knows that's the way um, to do it. So, of course, you can just Google. Don Williamson and Rockford Public Schools, if you don't remember this specific email. Um, but the specific email is don.williamson at rps205.com. But again, like I said, just Google it and it'll, it'll all pop up. And for our NIAAA members, uh, you could find Don's contact information on the NIAAA portal. Okay. Yes. Don Williamson, Rockford Public Schools. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today and all the best moving forward. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, well, this was a a lot of fun. Okay. For our listeners, uh, remember the Zoom recordings of each interview get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.